It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for March the 7th, our penultimate edition. This is our second-to-last week doing this as the winter sports season is dwindling away quicker than I'd like it to. Got my fingers clutched into it with the two remaining teams that we have. In fact, in just a few minutes, we're going to break it all down with Brock Idris, the head coach of the Monroe City Panthers, and... As Monroe City is playing for a Final Four berth today, all the way over in Blue Springs, Missouri, against Kansas City Central. We'll break that game down with Brock, his team's chances, and why that defense has been so darn good for Monroe City. All we're down to at this point, the Monroe City boys and the Paris girls, and that's it for the rest of our season. So, fingers crossed we get a couple of wins today and we get a couple of trips to Springfield coming up next week because everything else is off the boards on the winter sports season. We're also going to talk in just a bit with Julie Ross from the Western Illinois Fellowship of Christian Athletes as coming up next weekend on Sunday, in fact, Isaac Bruce, the newly minted, soon-to-be-enshrined Hall of Famer from the St. Louis Rams, will be in town. We'll talk about your chance to have an audience with the very entertaining and very charismatic Isaac Bruce coming up next week. So Julie going to join us probably at about 820. All right, let's take a look back at last night and see the architecture of what went down. We were left with just one Western Illinois boys basketball team into last night in the sectional finals at Dupo West Central's phenomenal run through the season comes to an end at the hands of Madison, a team the Cougars had beaten 81-61 in Winchester back in early January. Tables were turned last night as West Central had a nine-point lead in the third quarter and watched it wither away under a 16-2 run. Sometimes the shots just don't fall. Madison, a very good basketball team, obviously a better basketball team than they showed in Winchester back in early January. West Central just had some struggles putting the ball in the basket, and this time of year, that's all it takes. One mistake is out. 59-52 was the final. Gabe Cox ends his outstanding career with 18 points. He was, by the way, at John Wood on a recruit visit, so that'd be a nice luxury to add if you're Brad Hoyt, if you can get a point guard like that back into your program coming up next year, but we'll continue to monitor the progress there. The Cougars do finish the season 32-4. and Again, a great year for Ryan Seasting and company, but it was a really weird week at the small school level in Illinois basketball, boys basketball as Payson Seymour, Liberty, and now West Central all upset short of the super sectional. We will have nobody in Jacksonville as it will be Madison and Athens. Boy, I tell you what, big money if you bet that parlay going into the postseason because I don't think anybody saw that coming. But that is, in fact, what will determine a trip to Peoria. Other than that, no basketball yesterday. We did have some college baseball to talk about. Culver Stockton with its home opener on the hill yesterday. Nice day for it as well. Mid-American Nazarene comes in and sweeps the Wildcats 5-2 to and 8 to nothing. Western Illinois on the road at Mizzou stays winless. I believe they're now 0-10 are the Leathernecks, losing to a good Mizzou squad 7-3. College softball down in Florida. Quincy University sweeps a pair, beating Cedarville 8-3 in the first game. Jaylee Jennings out of Van Farr goes 2-3 for with an RBI. She's off to a great start for a freshman, playing an awful lot for the Lady Hawks. And in the second game, Quincy University wins 4-3 over Kentucky Wesleyan. At the Gulf Shores Invitational, Culver Stockton loses a pair yesterday. First 
to Kaiser 10 to 4, and then to Ave Maria 9 to nothing was your final there. We also had our first track and field event of the high school season indoor at Jacksonville in the Jacksonville Invitational. Quincy High School with some strong showings yesterday. Alexandra Rose finished second in the 55 meter dash for Quincy High. Jettison Rose, the young sophomore, finished third in the 55 meter dash on the boys' side. Devin Hermsmeyer with a fourth place finish in the 800 meter, and Logan Marks helping to lead the way as well for Quincy High School with a fifth place finish in the pole vault. All right, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to break it all down with Monroe City Boys basketball coach, Brock Idris. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. Winners of 20 straight games and mercifully, finally, over the bump that got them to the Elite Eight, the Monroe City Panthers will be playing in the state quarterfinals today at Blue City. 2.45 estimated start time on that one. Head coach of the Monroe City Panthers, Brock Idris, joins us. And first of all, Brock, congratulations on a big win over at Moberly the other night. For you and for your kids to finally get over that hump, what does that mean? Um, you know, our kids are really excited. Uh, you know, anytime you win a district, you're 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 thankful you're excited to go through three games and always play in a tough district for some very good opponents and coaches and whatnot. And, you know, I, I felt like our kids last year were confident enough that we could win that game. We just had a few hurdles and injuries there at the last, you know, during that game and the day before, prior at practice uh, that really kind of hampered us. And we lost the game by three points. And then going into uh, this year, I think our kids had even more confidence uh, going in, they felt like they deserved to win, and uh, they wanted to earn it. And, uh, you know, our kids really performed extremely well, and uh, we're looking forward to the opportunity today. Yeah, we'll get to the opportunity today in just a second, but I want to talk a little bit about the build-up to this, Brock, because you have played such a tough schedule, and when you're playing teams like Rockbridge and, and you know, obviously Father Tolton out of Columbia, which are two powerhouse programs every single year, you know, you took two losses there, and they weren't necessarily pretty losses, at least in one of those cases, but your kids learned an awful lot about how to be hard scrabble, and I think that might be the best definition of your team. You just got a bunch of really tough kids. We do. It was a bunch of gritty kids. Uh, you know, we felt like we were doing a good job preparing them over really the last couple of years, uh, kind of going into this thing a few years ago, going down to the Final Four. And uh, you, you got to see, you know, the difference between class, really class two and class three basketball, because we're kind of on the, on the cusp. We're on the borderline. We were class two, I think, five years ago. And uh, just trying to figure out how we could compete against some of these teams that are, that are class three and, and the athleticism was amazing. And, uh, you know, so our style of basketball changed a little bit. We went from more of a, a dribble drive team, uh, but knew that once we played Christian in the uh, sectionals, that wasn't going to work for us because they completely out-athleted us. And, uh, you know, we went to a, more of a, a spread offense where we spread it out and took our post player away from the basket. And, and uh, you know, you had to play a little bit more methodical. And, uh, you know, going through the summer playing a lot of big schools, playing uh, the defending class champs out of Illinois down in St. Louis, um, you know, and multiple teams this way. And then, like you said, scheduling Father Tolton. I think playing them earlier in the year um, because trying to convince – 
some of our guys, sometimes sometimes you got to take a loss uh, just to kind of get through uh, to your team uh, on how we really need to play. And we, we took a big loss, I think, by about 30 points or 40 points to, to the number one team at the time with Father Tolton. And we had their attention and uh, got to sit – sit on that over Christmas break and and got to practice and uh, going up into that Rockridge game uh, we played a team that now is a class five district champ uh, I think I don't know they're 20 something and three right now we had it to a 21 17 21 17 game after three quarters we just it wasn't that we were holding the ball we were just trying to play as smart basketball as we could and uh, play against good athletes, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of the same today. Absolutely, and one of the things I think you've kind of hinted at there is just how good this final eight field is in Class 3. Do people have a sense of that? I mean, you're a guy that watches a lot of basketball. How good is this group of, again, eight finalists that are sitting around all trying to make their way to Springfield just as a collective, Brock? You're right. It's, uh, you know, when you make it to the Final Four and you see those teams and, and each year, uh, class three basketball, you just watch. You know, I, I felt like the team that we had last year, you know, we lost to St. Paul and, uh, they en- ended up making it to the final four. You know, I felt like we could have probably competed in the three, four game, but, you know, Bashan was the number 15 team or 20 team in the nation yeah. playing class three in Missouri and they were playing Springfield Catholic. Um, you know, I didn't feel like we were, to that caliber, um, but it, you know you're right. All these teams, you know, a team like today, the athleticism, you've got to beat teams like that if you want to be a Final Four team. So it's a it's a great challenge, but a great opportunity for our kids, and and we've tried to put them in in good spots to prepare them for this moment. And I think they're really excited. You, you touched on Kansas City Central, a team I don't know a whole lot about, except when you start looking at their scores, they're clearly a team that can fill up the basket. And they're coming off, what, an 80-point performance themselves in the sectional. And that kind of plays against what you do, because you're a team that is just going to make people work defensively. What do you need to attack? How do you attack today, Brock, against this KC Central team? Well, I, th- I think a lot of that, the you know, the defensive end of the the floor, you know, I've learned from uh, some really good coaches playing for Coach Brian in high school. That was kind of an ex- expectation, and then it took it to another level playing for uh, Mike Elby over at, at John Wood. That was the expectation. If you wanted to see the floor, you had to be tough, gritty. Uh, you had to grind things out, and our kids have adapted that philosophy. Uh, you know, and today, uh, you're right, um, Central out of Kansas City, they can get up and down that, that, that ball, whether it goes through the basket or it doesn't. It's like one or two passes, and it's a layup and dunk on, on the other end if you're not getting back in transition. So, you know, our kids know that. We've played competition like that uh, some throughout the season and, and then a lot in the summer. So, you know, a lot of times your offense can dictate your defense, your shot selection. If you're taking good shots, it's going to help you in defensive transition and your rotation and so forth. we got to be smart about what we're doing offensively, and we've got to take care of the basketball. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a very good team. Um, they do have some guys that can shoot it from the perimeter, but our main focus is going to have to be containing the basketball and, and trying to keep it in front of us and trying to make things difficult and contest one shot and rebound and, and grind it out.
Well, that is something, though, that you do very well because you play a lot of guys, and the guys that you play, and, and this is the thing, Brock, that I think has most impressed me with your team this year as a compliment to you, the buy-in you've gotten defensively, the quickness of those kids' feet, the fact that they do kind of bulldog it and bow their necks when they're challenged individually on defense, the way they'll, they'll embrace a matchup. And I look at you know your conference player of the year, Bryce Stark, as much as anybody. Two years ago, he was not this level of defender, and it seems like everybody has kind of fed off of his example yeah I think you're right and I I think that goes with the the maturity I I think when you come into high school you know the you you got the the NBA plays that kids want to make and they want to make the special play or the highlight reel and and whatnot and the defensive end kind of gets forgot about but as kids mature and come through the program and coach Baker does a tremendous job at the JV level and coach Talton does a great job at with our middle school team and then helping out our high school team on getting the buy-in. And eventually they realize like, this is what coach believes in. And this is going to get me playing time, whether I'm producing like scoring points on the offensive end. If I can, if I can hustle, I can take charges, I can guard people and I can communicate. I can find some time on, on the floor. And I think we've got a lot of kids uh, that can attest to that. And Trevante Murphy, who stepped up, uh, you know, the second half of the season, he's an example of a kid that didn't play as a junior and stepped in as a senior and honestly didn't play very many minutes, probably the first few weeks of the season until we convinced him, like, if you want to play, you're going to have to be, be a post player because he was wanting to be a guard. And it was one of those things, do you want to play and play post or do you want to be a guard and sit over here on the sideline? And he bought in to his role and he's doing it to a T and, and we got a bunch of other kids that that have bought into their role and and they love I just love watching them encourage each other be great teammates and and push each other to be the best. Did you really tell Trevante that he was your Dennis Rodman? You know, we had one conversation <laughs> because I think I think it I think it came along the lines of like coach, can I shoot a 3? And it was basically like it was basically like no. You know, like Unless you can prove like you're gonna make make a high clip, no, I said. But what you can be because he knows his history of basketball. He, he watches a lot of NBA. He watches a lot of like you know YouTube basketball of old teams and and I don't know if that's some of the video games with kids and stuff. But I said, you know what, you can be. You can be like Dennis Rodman and just talk about the difference with the bowl that he made and whatnot. So we had one conversation. It's not like, you know, we have that, I call him Dennis every, every day of practice or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if if he's doing that for us, you know, he's setting great screens, he's crashing the glass and and uh, kind of being that imposer on the on the inside, you know, that's that definitely helps our team. There's a fabric to who you are, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact if you're Ed Tolton's kids, you're going to be tough and you're going to be smart. And they're sophomores, obviously, and obviously you had the example of of CE last year, but I am just so impressed with the way those kids handle everything. They're kind of, to some degree, sort of a heartbeat for your team, aren't they? Yeah, you know, uh, Josiah stepping in, kind of moving him to the point guard spot this year, and Josh uh, playing an off-guard spot, they're really exposed a little bit more than, than CE was at a younger age with some travel ball and, and playing um, some pretty good competition. And with their cousin, uh, Jeremiah over in Quincy, uh, you know, so some of that stuff stepping up uh, to the high school level 
uh, wasn't as, as much of an eye opener. Um, but they're two, definitely two different uh, types of players. Uh, you know, they both have different strengths, uh, but they definitely make a, a huge impact uh, on our team. Josiah able to stretch the floor. His, his mid-range game, his, his one or two dribble pull-up uh, is pretty smooth. And, and then Joshua is just kind of a dog defensively, you know, wanting to guard the basketball. And he's taken a lot of charges for us this year and just plays strong. And I think some of that football uh mentality comes out on the on the basketball floor too um but both of them you're right they, they've made a huge impact and and they're definitely uh, uh two big pieces on our team i think their uncle jermaine tolton was part of the last monroe city team to make a final four if memory serves me right about 1995 now uh you know you have a chance to do something special and i don't want to dwell too much on it but it has been a tough year with uh, obviously with the passing of Jamar and, and everything that's gone on, on in Monroe City, does this feel sort of like a, a sort of special kind of closure this season for you guys? Just because I know how close you are, were to Coach White and how Coach, you know, close everybody in that community was to Coach White. Is there something sort of special that feels presence-like about where you're at and what's gone on this year with this wonderful group of young men? Well, uh, you're right, Coach uh, Coach White and. And myself, we were best of friends, and, and with during football season, you know, being side by side, uh, obviously that was it was hard for everybody. It, it was it was really difficult for me to go to practice and, and not have that that one guy that you're talking to on the defensive end of the football football field uh, with. But you know, I think through uh, through faith and and praying and, and all that, you know, with our kids and and just you know, just having that mindset that, you know, we don't have the answers uh, for everything. Um, you know, we, you just got to take it day by day. And I think, I think going through that, it just makes you realize to embrace the moments that you have with people, uh, try to make the best impact that you can, because that's, that's what Jamar did. Um, and I think our kids have learned a lot of lessons uh, from Jamar. And then um, obviously, you know, we all feel, for the family, for their family, for their kids, and getting to see them. You know, I love getting to see them. They actually uh, got to make it over to my daughter's uh, fourth birthday and got to play some basketball against Pierce and, and Knox, and, and Tatum was there. And, and so just to, you know, embrace the kids as much as we can because, uh, you know, they're really going, the ones that go through a lot, you know, that the immediate family. But, um, we all love Jamar, and uh, our kids did too. And uh, you know, just like I said, you just got to hold hold strong to your faith and and uh, take it day by day, and and embrace the moments you have with people because you never know uh, when that that clock's going to stop. It is so much more than just about basketball with Brock Idris, which is why he has done such a fantastic job, not just in basketball, but in football as well with that program. Hats off to you, Brock. Best of luck to you today. Go out and get one, okay? All right, thanks, Christian. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to Brock Idris. Again, Monroe City playing at 245 today against Kansas City Central over in Blue Springs. And when we come back, we'll talk about a very special audience the city of Quincy will get with future Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. 
And welcome back, everybody, to the Saturday Morning Ticket. We had hoped to be joined by Julie Ross at this point to talk to you about a fantastic event coming up next Sunday in the city of Quincy. It is the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes Banquet, Annual Banquet, Dessert Bar. It is going to be an amazing affair. It's at the Ambiance. It opens up at 1 o'clock, and the event will start at 2 o'clock. And the platform speaker is none other than Hall of Famer, or at least soon-to-be Hall of Famer, former St. Louis Rams wide receiver Isaac Bruce, who built so much of the momentum for his career up at Macomb during all those training camps when the Rams used to set up shop there. Uh, but unfortunately, we're having some trouble raising Julie, so we will try to talk to her at least if not. Oh, we've got her now, Julie Ross, on the phone with us. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. I've kind of set you up nicely, but I know these events are planned a year out. What kind of fortuitous, serendipitous deal was it to get Isaac Bruce signed up and then find out, Julie, that he was going to be a Hall of Famer finally this year? I think we were prayerfully lucky, Chris. What do you think? I would say that's exactly <laughs> right at this point. Uh, it was uh, actually, I think Todd Sweatman, who's our area director, had been working with him for a couple of years. So uh, we were just very blessed. It's kind of like the first year that Mike Messini came on. Right. Uh, he said, Todd said yes to FCA, and two days later, Mike Messini said yes, and then he won the World Series that year. So, you know, Isaac might not be quite that big of a name around here, but still, to hit the Hall of Fame this year is just it gives them some extra stories for us. That is a fantastic, obviously, draw for everybody who loves football. And as we saw last year, I mean, that is a it is a wonderful event from start to finish. For you, um, just from the standpoint of this being sort of the signature moment for the entire community, a chance for everyone to come out and see not just Isaac Bruce, but all the good that FCA does in our community, what kind of spotlight moment is that for the organization, and, and specifically for the chapter here in, in our neck of the woods, Julie? Western Illinois is doing so many great things, and it's an opportunity for us to share uh, with our supporters, but also the general public. They can hear from coaches. They'll hear from a parent. They'll hear from some student athletes. The difference that FCA is making, but it's not just FCA. We could talk all day long about FCA, but it's the difference that the Lord is doing, uh, making in their lives teaching them to play uh, God's way. It's learning to do things and for it to be about more than winning. Obviously, you better come hungry to this thing, not only hungry of spirit, but hungry in general, I would think, Julie. Yes, what we're hoping is people will get up, go enjoy church with your family, and then have lunch, but go light, because we are having Quincy's largest dessert extravaganza, and it will be everything gourmet. We're not, we're not talking cake and cookies here. We're talking gourmet cheesecakes and gourmet brownies. And we have a donut wall again this year. People really like that. Uh, and then we have a chocolate fountain and a coffee bar and other things to go with it. It's going to be fantastic. My waistline just grew listening to you, and I'm yes, trying to yes. avoid that. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit just about um, you know what it takes for us. It, say I'm listening to you right now, Julie, and I want to be a part of this wonderful event. And obviously, as a football fan and a tri-state uh, you know sports enthusiast, I want to come out and hear Isaac Bruce speak. What do I have to do to be in attendance next Sunday at the Ambion? We need you to register. So if you're online right now, you could go to westernilfca.org, or you could even text or call me at 
440-7677, and I'll make sure you're on the list. But more so, we hope that you will commit to being a table host and bring seven of your friends. Bring seven friends that enjoy football or enjoy fellowship or enjoy sugar, and you're going to have a great time for a couple of hours. Isaac is such a wonderful example of, of living the spirit of Christ and what FCA stands for. To have him here just uh, to, to reinforce, I guess, that message, that is certainly, I would think, a blessing as well on top of everything else because he embodies as well as anybody what this organization stands for. He really does, and he has a great message about your worth and who you are in Christ, not just what you do in life, but really knowing who you are and living that out. Julie, you had such a full house last year. Uh, you'll find room, though, won't you? We will. We'll make room. I was out with Patty at the ambiance yesterday, and I think we have you covered. If people want to come, we definitely want them in the door. Again, we want to see you there coming up next Sunday. That is uh, March the 15th, 1 o'clock the doors open, 2 o'clock the event begins. You're going to want to be there, Julie. Thank you, as always, for not only this wonderful event, but all the great things FCA does for West Central Illinois. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate your time today. Always a pleasure. And that wraps up yet another edition of the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket. Again, the second to last. Next weekend, the last weekend, we'll be with you before we take our hiatus for the spring and the summer. And then right back here with you for football coming up in August, obviously. But it's been a joy and it's been a treat. Hopefully next week we're talking to Brock Idris or we're talking to Garrett Thomas. Hopefully both of them as they're pursuing state championships in Springfield on this very day next week. Fingers crossed for them. Them. Again, John Wood in action today. If you get a chance, I believe they play the 1 o'clock game in the Region 24 semifinals, and Brad Hoyt's team needs a big crowd out there to support them. You remember last year the run they went on to, num- to number 6 in the country. They got a chance to propel themselves to Danville with a big-time showing. It's home court advantage. Let's make it so for the Blazers today. A little baseball out there for you as well if you want to go out and see Quincy University starting at uh, noon this uh, afternoon. They're also back in action tomorrow. That's it for me. Have yourselves a great rest of the weekend. I'll see you tonight on TV on Overtime. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep 